Welcome to the podcast. Um, so where do I begin? I mean, cancer. What a fucking ugly word. What an ugly word. And it, and it just, it affects so many people. And it's never like, got some news today. Guess what? My dad's got cancer. Or like, like it's never positive. And it's such a, it's such a trigger word. I mean, even, even saying cancer, cancer, cancer. It's like, you know, it's a fucked up, terrible, terrible disease that affects so many people. Um, and unfortunately it, it took, it took the life of my, my, uh, beloved wife, Noelle. So let's just get into it. Um, if you follow me on TikTok, you've, you've seen, you know, my, my grief journey and, um, I haven't really gotten into the cancer journey, but, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to share in, in detail, uh, what, what we went through. Um, so in, uh, I got married in 2014. I was 26. Um, after being together for about three years, we met at 23. God, my wife was just a smoke show, just such a beauty inside and out. And I knew like the day I like, not the day I met her, but the day like we really connected, I was like, I'm going to marry this woman. I literally called my mom that night and I'm like, it's like three in the morning in LA. And I'm like, mom, I met the girl I'm going to marry. And she's like, okay. Uh, and, um, I did. So we got married we were 26 and then I was, you know, kind of performing in LA. I was a up comedian, um, and writer and producer, um, which I still consider myself all those things, but mostly uh, producer now. And I, I remember we, we were, we were going to move to Chicago because I like, just like, wasn't making a living. I was married. I remember feeling very frustrated and kind of like down on myself, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, I just remember like we were living in my in-laws garage and I was making very little money. Um, Noel was working and also making very little money. And I had this opportunity to go start a business with my dad in Chicago where we made hummus and guacamole and uh, the company's still around. It's doing really well. It's called Jaffa salads and the guacamole is fire. It's delicious. Um, and, uh, I, I basically like gave up the entertainment industry for about a year and, and went and started this company with my dad and I learned so much. But the reason I bring up the move to Chicago is because my wife had said to me, you know, I'm down to move to Chicago, but I want to start a family. And I remember being like newly 27 and I was like, okay, like this this is the timing. Like, let's, let's just do it. And she's like, we'll move to Chicago. We'll have one more summer of fun. And then we're going to get to baby making. And that's what we did. And then in September, or maybe it was August, let's say September, September of 2016, um, 
I got a call from her. I was golfing and she's like, I'm pregnant. And I just remember being like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was so happy. You know, thankfully we got pregnant really quickly. And um, I know a lot of people can, can struggle with that. And I can't imagine. Um, but we got pregnant super quick. And then, you know, pregnancy starts. And it's just this beautiful, incredible journey where you grow a human inside your wife. Uh, and... I just, I just loved Noelle pregnant, like such a babe, the most beautiful pregnant woman ever. And, um, I just, I just remember like being like, this is amazing that women can do this. <laughs> like that women possess this power to just grow humans inside themselves, um, is just truly a it's just amazing. It's mind boggling. Um, and so, so we have a really, really positive pregnancy, just super, super smooth. I remember the 20, <clears throat> 20 week or 24 week ultrasound and like seeing Leia, my daughter, like jumping in the womb and like, she's still so fucking little, obviously. And I was just like, Oh my God, like that's a little creature. And that's like, that's amazing. Like there's this little human growing inside of your belly. Uh, and, um, you know, the third trimester was super smooth and Noelle was really adamant about us having a, a water birth. She really wanted a natural birth. She didn't want to use any painkillers or epidural or any of that. Um, we had a doula and we were doing these like birthing classes. And I remember seeing so many water births in this class. And like the first time you see a, a, a water birth, you're like, oh my God, that's the most intense thing I've ever seen in my life. And then you start getting like a little bit more uh, accustomed to them. And, and by the end, I was like, I'd watch these birthing videos, you know, in preparation. And I would like cry. I would like tear up because they were, it was just like, it's the most beautiful. I mean, it's like literally giving life. It's beautiful. And, um, so, so we did these doula classes and, um, we ended up having Leia at this birthing center that was attached to a hospital. And I remember getting the poke at like three or four in the morning from Noel. And it's like the day, the day that Leia was due or the day after Leia was due, she's like, it's happening. And I'm like, Oh, okay. What do you mean? I'm like trying to go back to sleep <laughs> and she's like no 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 like it's happening right now like let's go and so I remember I put her in a like she she went in and took a bath and we were trying to just like chill and this is like three or four in the morning and things escalated really fast where you know she's like we gotta go and I'm like all right let's get in the car she's like hunched over in the back seat screaming like oh my god and I remember we get to the hospital probably by like 7 a.m 6 30 in the morning and like uh or the birthing center and I remember the security guard like of the hospital he's like okay yeah so like triage or whatever it's called is like you can just go this way and then he like sees Noelle like crouched down in the waiting room like screaming and he's like oh it's happening like now <laughs> and uh 
I'm like, yeah, dude, like we got to go like, come on. And, um, you know, we, we got into the, into the room really quick and there was a, a birthing tub. I think that's what they're called. It was, there was a tub and Noel got in just trying to push and like, um, she, I remember she like, couldn't get like a good, like grip with her feet. So like pushing was just not working. And she ended up, we used like a birthing stool, which is just like a stool low to the ground. And I remember the doctors literally like laying on the floor. Um, and I'm like on my knees, like holding Noel's hand and like, you know, and, and just being like, you got this, like, you're amazing. And Noel, you know, gave birth to Leia right there. Like literally Leia, like, like was like, came out on the floor. I mean, obviously the doctor caught her, but it was like, it was just, it was amazing. And, and, and in that moment, it's like, holy shit, what the fuck? This is beautiful. Like, I mean, you know, and then I heard Leia, Leia start speaking and Noelle's like, oh, and, you know, brings her into her, into her chest. And I just started crying and, you know, I just, it, it was just, I mean, literally the most amazing uh, utterly, utterly breathtaking. Like if you think about the word breathtaking, like it took my breath away seeing that happen. Um, and, and just, just seeing my wife, just such a strong woman, like, fuck, wow. She's so strong. Um, you know, bring, bring this child into the world and, and do it, um, without any painkillers and, and, um, God, it was just, it was just amazing. Um, so, you know, um, we've got a baby now and she's just an incredible little baby, an incredible child. And, um, a few months after having Leia, we go on this trip to Israel, um, because Noel's dad, he was a professional tennis player. He was being abducted into the Jewish sports hall of fame. And we decided to go to Israel with like a six week old baby or an eight week old baby. And it was honestly very easy. I mean, when they're that young, they just sleep. And, um, we go on this trip and it's like, it's a, it's a beautiful family trip. And, you know, unfortunately this was like the last trip that we experienced without cancer in our lives. Um, and it was, it was really a great family trip, like really fun. And Noel looked beautiful and we ate great food and we saw, you know, the sights and, um, anyways, I, you know, on the way back, I remember we were in New York connecting to get back to LA and, uh, we'd gotten off the flight from Israel and Noel was just like really exhausted. She just was like, I don't feel well. And I didn't really think anything of it. I was just like, yeah, we just traveled with an eight week old. Like, of course you're tired. Um, but like, let's, you know, let's get home. And we got home and then another, another month or so passes. And our wedding anniversary comes up. It's our three year wedding anniversary. And, um, 
she goes to a soul cycle class and she goes to the soul cycle class and comes back that night and just was like tired. Just like, didn't, didn't feel that great. Um, Oh man, this is kind of hard, but, uh, I'm going to power through here. So, so then we woke up the next day and I remember I was producing this commercial and, um, I was on a tech scout. So I was, I was out in the suburbs and, um, I get this text from her and it's like, I need you to come home right now. Something's not right. And I kind of like told her, I was like, Hey, like you're going to be okay. Like, can I wait? You know, I'm on the scout. Is it like, are you okay? And she's like, no, I need you to come home right now. And so I came home and I got there and she's like, I'm having this pain. And I was like, well, fuck. I mean, you know, and she's home, she's home with Leia. And Leia's like three months old or four months old at this point. And um, I'm like, well, let's go to a clinic. So we go to this clinic down the street. And I remember like Leia had this explosive diarrhea in the waiting room. I mean, not diarrhea. She's a baby. Like all their shit is weird at that point. And, um, I'm like changing this, changing her diaper. And I'm like, my wife's not feeling well, like what is going on? And I just remember being like, God, like this isn't, this is a lot. Um, and, um, she gets, they, they give her a pregnancy test and they tell her that the pregnancy test comes back positive. And I just remember being like, oh my God, like this is too soon to have another baby. Like, oh man. And in hindsight, like what a gift that would have been, you know, like so much, so much would have preferred that. Um, But it's funny how our minds work where we're like, you know, we catastrophize like, an outcome that, you know, doesn't even, it's, it's not even going to happen, but it's like that we, we immediately start going to problem solving mode and catastrophizing. Um, and I remember being like, I'm not ready to have another baby. That's going to be too much. Like, Oh my God. And I'm internalizing all this. I'm not sharing it with Noel cause she's really in pain. So the clinic goes, well, because your wife's in pain, I think you should go to the ER. It might be an ectopic pregnancy, which is when like the egg fertilizes. I think that's the word uh, that we use. Uh, You basically like the egg starts growing into your ovaries and it can be deadly for the, for the woman. So, um, so they're like, you should go to the ER. And I remember we went to the ER and they were like, there's this like hospital in our neighborhood and it was not a great hospital they were doing like fucking crazy uh, construction in the waiting room and we're there with Leia and she's being a good, good little babe and Noelle's nervous, but I'm just trying to like calm her nerves. We're just there being silly and, you know, making jokes about the, the intense rehabilitation that the uh, waiting room is going through. Um, And it's just like light, you know, I just remember I I was really fucking scared on the inside. I was really scared. 
And um, I just remember outwardly just being so silly and chill. And I just made sure to keep it light. Um, because Noel, literally the bravest person I've ever met, you know, she was, I felt like I had to just be brave for her. Um, and this is even before cancer was even mentioned, but it's just like, she was such a fucking courageous woman. Um, so anyways, we, we get into the ER after waiting in the construction zone and they run some tests and they're like, yeah, we think it's an ectopic pregnancy, but we want to run some images. And we're like, okay. And I'm just, I'm literally like my wife's in a hospital bed and I've got a four month old in her stroller and I text my mom and I'm like, can you come? I, I don't remember where, when my mom gets there, but I remember that I got this news with just Noel and Leia there. They come back and they're like, you know, we took some images and there's this like large neoplastic growth um, in in Noel's left ovary or right ovary, I don't remember. But um, yeah, so we get the news and the doctor fucking scared us. He's like, he immediately goes like, this is it's probably like a really bad cancer. He's like, it's probably this type of cancer and it's really bad. And that's kind of like how he described it. And I just remember hearing the word cancer. And in that, in that moment, my like the color of life changed like my attention my consciousness shifted because i just i felt my world was crumbling in that moment because you hear the word cancer and you just you just know this is not good this is, this is, we're fucked. And I definitely catastrophize things. And I think in kind of very black and white ways. And I just remember being like, this can't be fucking happening. So, you know, we get that news and my, um, My wife is just like scared. She starts crying because she's got this, you know, newborn and she's got this husband and they just told her like, you've got a terrible type of cancer. And then my mom shows up and she starts making phone calls and she, I love my mom. She's such a, she's like a very, she doesn't take no for an answer which I think is a beautiful quality to have. And in like 24 hours, she gets us into an appointment. You know, this was like a Saturday. It was a Friday into a Saturday. We were at the ER. We ended up going home and my mom gets us like 
first appointment at 9 a.m. on Monday with like the best, supposedly the best uh, ovarian cancer surgeon in the country. Um, and at Northwestern uh, downtown Chicago. And we, uh, we go and we go on Monday and this doctor, um, I can't even say his name because I, I really just, I'll get, I'll get to my thoughts on him in a, in a sec, but, um, I, uh, we sit down with him and he basically draws a picture of ovaries and like the anatomy of a woman. And he's like, and then he draws this huge kind of football shaped circle. And he's like, there's a tumor inside you and it's really big. And we want to operate and take it out. And I remember feeling a sense of relief after he said that because I was like, yes, get it out of her. Like fucking do it. Like great surgery. Awesome. She's got to lose an ovary. Great. That's okay. You got two ovaries. And he explained what kind of cancer it was. Mixed germ cell tumor of the ovaries. And um, he's like, I've seen it a hundred times, a thousand times. You're going to be fine. And he gave us real, real assurance that he was going to be fine. And then this is where like I, you know, I play back the events a little bit and I'm like, fuck. Anyway, so my mom being who she is was like, well, let's go surgery tomorrow. Like, let's do it this afternoon. And he's like, no, I can't. I have to go to this conference in Amsterdam, but we'll do it, you know, as soon as we get back. And she's like, that's, that's not (laughs) my mom. That's not okay. Like, and you know, we're, we're doing this. Like my, my mother-in-law has flown in from LA to Chicago. Um, you know, my father-in-law, my sister-in-law, they're all on the calls with the doctors. I mean, it's intense shit. Cancer is, it's just so intense and it, it, it escalates so fast because you know, deep in your core that it's life and death because you just know that cancer is just it 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 takes lives you know it definitely changes lives and it and it also takes them and um i remember my mom's like well let's just can we like the soonest possible time we need to do this like she's like we have to she's like she almost was like you don't have a choice doc and he you know he ended up getting Noel in like the first surgery back from his trip. And I remember thinking this motherfucker's going to Amsterdam. Like I've been to Amsterdam twice. You party in Amsterdam and he's like an old dude. And I don't care how old you are. You're going to be doing some drinking in Amsterdam. I don't care if you're going for work. Like Amsterdam is a chill spot. Okay. And I just like, I just remember sensing like this Amsterdam trip, like he's going to be tired. And this, this ultimately ended up burning us. Um, so he, he goes on his trip and he comes back and surgery happens. And, 
you know, through all this, I mean, I just remember like my anxiety was through the roof. I was not okay. I think I became suicidal, um, not by choice, obviously, but just like out of the incredible stress I was under and anxiety that I was experiencing. I just remember like my brain being like, well, you know, just unable to cope. And, and I had to share that, you know, with Noel and, um, I ended up getting on some, some anti-anxiety medication and that really helped. And I still take it. And, um, you know, I was able to calm, thank God I was able to just get my mind right while I was going through this literal hellacious experience. And, um, anyways, so the doc comes back, we do the surgery and, um, he comes out and he's like, I rem- he, he literally holds up like the size of a NFL football, like a professional size, big ass football. And he's like, we removed a tumor this big. And, and then he's like, everything went well. She did great. She's amazing. She's going to be fine. And he's like, now we need to do three rounds of chemotherapy and she'll be, she'll be good. And I was like, okay. And we kept having this, like, it was just so positive. Noel was like, okay, I I know what I got to do. I got to do chemo and I'll be okay. And we'd have to stay for like a week at a time. And um, while she did her her three rounds of chemo and I slept in the hospital with her every night. And I remember they had these like shitty, shitty sofa beds. God, sleeping in a hospital is the, is the worst. Um, it's just, it's just brutal. And my wife's like plugged into all these different machines and she's getting chemo and she loses her hair and I remember my friends you know they'd come to visit us and we'd play cards in her hotel room and drink beers and just like laugh and I remember asking Noel I'm like does this bother you like are we being too loud and she's like no I love it like I love that your friends are here and I love that you guys are having a good time and we just sit there and play cards and joke around and you know, watch movies and in a weird way, like those weeks were, were fine. Um, I do remember having, um, a couple bouts of just total, like, like after Noel would fall asleep, I just remember sleeping on these like terribly uncomfortable hospital cushion beds or whatever they are and crying and praying and just being like, please don't take, please don't take her. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we, so we finished those three rounds of chemo and I remember I celebrated my 30th birthday in the hospital, November 7th. And, um, Noel started getting better. The chemo was done. The tumor was out. And then she started really getting better. Her hair grew back. She had this really hot, like, bleach blonde 
short haircut that just, she looked so good. I mean, I remember she bought a wig and she would cover her head and she, she was such a beautiful woman. My God, like, I can't imagine losing your hair, which is such a source of beauty for, for women and men. And, and she was still radiating. She was just so beautiful. And, you know, we're raising, we're raising our child. I remember like Leia's first sip of water from a cup was in a hospital. Her first bite of apple was in a hospital. And, um, I just remember being like, I gotta be fucking strong through all this, like get my mind right. And so then she like goes into remission and we raise a little baby together and life kind of starts normalizing for about six months. Um, we have a, we have a pretty solid stretch from like March till September. This is 2018. And you know, we celebrate our daughter's first birthday and it was kitty cat themed and Leia's just this amazing child and you know, life is good. Life life is honestly really good. I I remember I was having some like work stress cuz my company that I was working at was getting bought by Univision and I was like, "Oh, this is bad. They're going to lay everybody off." So I ended up exiting and kind of freelancing for a little bit and money was tight for for that summer, but we still, you know, we took a trip to Hawaii, I remember, and it was just so fun and I just loved being with my fucking wife. <laughs> like so much. And uh so then we have a soul cycle event. And this is a, a soul cycle event that uh Noelle and I organized with our friends because she's basically like the doctors are like she's she's in remission, like she's good. You know, we'll check her blood every couple months, but all of her tumor markers are normal. And so we have this soul cycle event with like 20 of our friends being like, Noel beat cancer. Like she did it. She's okay. And I remember in that soul cycle class, like I got emotional because I was like, first of all, if you've ever done a soul cycle class, they're fucking great. And they can be emotional. And I just remember riding next to Noelle and being like, I just don't want to lose this woman. But still so being so scared because again, when cancer comes into your life, into your, into your lives, it is, it's just so scary. It's so unknown because you know, it just like, it kills people. It's, it's kind of like your first face with death regardless of if it's going to go well or not, you're like, Oh my God, like death is real. Mortality is real. And, um, she gets in the car after the soul cycle event and she looks at me and she goes, something's not right. And I was like, okay. She's like, I something's not right. And this is, again, right around our wedding anniversary, our fourth wedding anniversary, September 14th. 
um, now we're in like October of 2018 and you know, we set up an appointment, we, we call the doctor and we're like, we need, we don't want to just do blood work. We want to actually get imaging done. And I remember they were fighting us being like, it's not covered by insurance. We can't get insurance to approve. And we're sitting in the waiting room at Northwestern begging them to give us an MRI and they won't do it. They're like, you need to get it approved by your insurance company because we just do, we just check blood. And I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. So we, we call our insurance company and plead them to like cover a four four $4,000 MRI or whatever the fuck it costs. And then she gets the MRI or the cancer screening, whatever it is. And, you know, it has to drink the stuff and so that it makes like the growths populate. And we go home that night and we get an email from Northwestern and it says, we are terribly sorry, but it's really bad. You need to come in tomorrow. First thing. And I remember reading this email being like, Oh my fucking God. And we go in the next day and the doctor sits, sits us down and he goes, we have a big problem. We have a very big problem. And he was scared. This guy's like in his seventies and he's done this forever. And I could tell he was scared. And I got scared and Noel got scared. My mom got scared. And then we went into surgery. And I just knew that it was, it was bad. And again, my friends were there for me. And I remember sobbing in the waiting room while she was in surgery. And after that surgery, you know, I talked to the doctor and he says, you know, we had to do an, uh, an, like a full hysterectomy and she has an ostomy bag now. Um, so basically like she can't, you know, they had to remove part of her body where she can't like poop anymore. So she, she poops out of the side of her stomach. They removed the other ovary. So now she can't have babies. Um, and he just said, it's really bad. He's like, there's cancer everywhere. And I'm like, okay. And like, so what are we going to do? And things really escalated at this point. Like I went into full blown fighter jet, like dog fight. Don't think just act kind of mentality because I could tell that Northwestern was like giving up on my wife. And we end up seeing this other cancer specialist and 
she's like, well, if it's this type of cancer, you need to go down to Indianapolis and see Dr. Einhorn, who treated Lance Armstrong for testicular cancer. Cancer. He's the guy you got to see. And I was like, okay, great. Let's do it. And I remember Noelle started having, you know, we finished the surgery. She gets, she gets home. And I remember seeing her trying to take a shower and just, I found her just sitting on the floor in the shower, unable to stand. And I'm like, babe, what's going on? And she's like, I'm just so weak. I I don't know what's going on. And I just remember like, okay, my what like my wife's dying. Like we we gotta we gotta figure this out. And I took her back to Northwestern and the fucking nurses there were like crying seeing her. I'm like, have some bedside manner. And the doctor was like, Yeah, you know, that's the cancer. That's the cancer. And I'm like, oh, and? Like what so what what is what's the solution? What's the solve? And and he's like, you know, I I don't really know. And there's no apology. There's no like, I'm sorry. And I just remember, I'm like pushing my, pushing Noelle around in a wheelchair because she's so weak, she can't walk. And it happened like that. I mean, we're talking like two, three weeks prior, she was like finishing a soul cycle class. And then she has a surgery and like, it just, fucked her up so i'm like all right we got to get out of here we need to go to indianapolis and see dr einhorn and we we pack up an rv and we drive from chicago to indianapolis we rent an apartment down in indianapolis because we think we're going to be down there for like three to six months while she goes through treatment or even a year we give up our apartment in chicago i put all the furniture in storage You know, my family helps me immensely just kind of like get through it. And I'm just in survival mode. Noelle is basically like, you know, I drive, I drive her down to Indianapolis before we get out there and we meet with the Dr. Audra. And I really like Dr. Audra because he was honest. And honesty is really important when you're in the trenches of life because you need to find people that you can trust to get through. And we get down there and I remember Noelle's like sleeping in the car and she's just so weak. Like she's just so weak. And we sit with Dr. Audra and... He says, you know, if it, if it is this type of cancer, then, you know, we have a treatment for you and come down to Indianapolis and we'll, we'll get you set up. And so we do that. And then we get everybody set up in Indianapolis. We're renting this like shitty apartment. I'm like sobbing every night. Noelle is so sick. She can't get out of bed. I mean, she's disappearing. And then we have this meeting with Dr. Adra and he's like the pathology report, which is the, the test that they do to see what kind of cancer it is. 
He said, the pathology report that Northwestern gave us is incorrect. It's actually mutated, and it's this other type of cancer called PNET. And he says, you know, unfortunately, like, no one survives, has survived from this. And at this point, I've checked Noelle into the hospital because she's so sick, like, she's dying, literally. And they have to give her blood, and there's... She's on all this pain medication and she's loopy and um, and then Dr. Einhorn comes in with Dr. Audra and he tells the family, you know, it's PNET. And unfortunately, like no one, like there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, what? And I, I go and I have a meeting one-on-one with Dr. Audra and I'm like, I'm like, you need to tell me like what, what's going to happen here. And he's like, she might die in like two to four weeks. I was like, okay. Has anyone ever survived from PNET? He says, no. I'm like, has anybody lived three months? He's like, yeah, few. I'm like, six months? He's like, very little. Like, 12 months? He's like, very, very little. And I'm like, has, you know, has anybody lived longer than 12 months? And he's like, no. I remember he told me that, you know, he lost his dad to cancer. Um, I just so appreciate his honesty because I in that in that decision I left the room and I said we got to get the fuck out of Indianapolis we got to go to California because I internally I'm like my wife's not dying in Indianapolis and she grew up in LA and I'm like, we got to get to the sunshine. We just got to, we just got to get her out of here. And they didn't want to release her because she was so sick. So this hospital at Indiana university, they were like, you know, I'm sorry, but she's not, she's not well enough to leave. And I'm like, she's leaving. Like we're leaving. We ended up getting a private jet to fly us from Indianapolis to LA. And I remember I felt like I was busting my wife out of the hospital because she was so sick and they were like you're not clear to leave and dr audra i said i'm like please just clear us to leave and he's like the only way i'll do that is if you have a doctor to receive noel once you get to la so we got a doctor uh dr usayan at uh usc and dr who at usc Keck medical center and basically they transferred noel and then we fly in a private jet. Leia is a year and a half at this point. And, um, <laughs> we fly with our cats. I remember that. We had two cats and we flew with that. We flew with them. Oh my God. And, and we get to LA and then, 
she goes immediately to the hospital to get blood because she's so sick. And they're like, you were really like, like, and, um, and the care at USC was really good. I really liked, I liked them. I felt like everybody was being honest. And, um, we started a new chemotherapy and this chemotherapy was really brutal. It's called the red dragon. And we move into my in-laws house and Noel's basically just like in bed all day. And I'm living, you know, in the guest room and Leia's basically growing up there. I mean, she's a, she's a baby and this next 12 months of life is imagine, you know, your best friend, your wife, your partner, mother of your child, like she's so, she's just so sick. And, and Noel had like two good days a month. And the other day she was in bed, she's sleeping all day, up all night, in and out of the hospital, doing different chemotherapies, trying different surgeries. And it always just felt like we were taking one step forward and then two steps back. And it's such a mind fuck because you're like, wait, okay, that was positive. But then more negativity happens. Wait, but that, that went well, that, okay, that, those tumor markers are down or that MRI shows that the tumors are actually shrinking because of the chemo. But then, um, you know, two weeks later, it's like Noel gets an infection because her bloods, you know, her white blood cell counts so low because of the chemo and that puts her back in the hospital. And then she just gets weaker and weaker and never once did my wife complain. Never once was she like, poor me. She got to know every single nurse by name. She was just so sweet and so courageous. And we fought for a year. And then finally they did one more surgery on her and tried to remove as much cancer. And that last surgery really just knocked her out. And, um, again, this is right around our wedding anniversary, our five-year wedding anniversary. Mid-September, um, she just starts getting, you know, really bad and basically her kidneys aren't able to clear the medication she's taking and she starts getting loopy and. USC is like, I, you know, we don't really have much else, but, you know, we could maybe try and go down to San Diego and do a clinical trial. I remember we took this RV down to San Diego and Noel was um, in a wheelchair and I just, I always try to get her to eat something and she's just like, I can't, I'm, I don't want to. And um, 
I just remember seeing her in the sunlight and she just looked so sick. She was just so sick and I was like, oh my God. Like this is, this is happening. Um, we get back from San Diego and she's taking this drugs and they're not working obviously. And then one or two days pass and I have to check her into the hospital at USC. And basically they tell her, you know, Noel, like there's nothing, there's nothing else we can do. They being Dr. Who and Dr. Yusayan. And I mean, this is literally, I don't know how doctors do this, but this is literally like them telling this person that she's going to die. And there's nothing to do. And in that moment, I remember it, it like finally, like Noelle got it. Not that she didn't understand, but she, she finally was like, Oh my, like accepted, I guess. I don't know. She was so fucking brave. And then she goes, I'm sorry. You know, she, she apologized to us, to her family. And I was like, don't be sorry. She's like, I'm sorry. I chose you, Rob. I was like, don't be sorry. I chose you. And we're all like crying and, and then it just escalated so fast. Three days from that conversation, she was dead. And I, you know, I, I sat with her while she died. I held her hand, I told her it was okay to go. That lay is gonna be okay, I promise that you fought so hard. You're so courageous. You know, God is, God will be with you. God is with you. It's okay to go. And I told her these things. And then she died. And in the, in the immediate moments after her death, there was a sense of relief because the fight with cancer was over. Cancer won. But we fucking fought. She fought. She fought her ass off. Like, I've never seen anything like it. And it gives me a lot of courage to just keep keep going in my journey in my grief journey you know because I'm still alive I'm still here I got to raise my daughter I got to run my business <laughs> I got to enjoy life share my story And, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my cancer journey. 
Because after she died, I was uh, I was just done with cancer. I needed a break. I remember we we even thought about suing the doctor at Northwestern for malpractice and talked to some lawyers and I just remember in my gut being like, I don't want to do this fight. I have no desire to fight again. All the fight is gone. And the lawyer ultimately said, like, I don't think you have a case, so you know, we didn't move forward and I'm I'm grateful we didn't because once that fight ended, it was it was done. So, I know this has been a journey, and um, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your you opening your your ears and your hearts to this really tragic story. And uh, in the, in the vein of of ending on a positive note. You know, I have I have my daughter. She's five years old. She's fucking awesome. She's beautiful. And as you can hear from the story, like the timeline was really tight. We're talking months. And I can't imagine existing in a world without my daughter. I mean... I just can't imagine. So, that is all for today. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll uh, I'll keep doing these podcasts, and if you have, you know, any suggestions for people you'd like to have on the podcast or topics you'd like me to cover, like please send me a DM on Instagram or message message me on tiktok um at single girl dad follow subscribe leave a comment if you can on apple Podcasts. it really helps boost the uh the podcast uh if you leave a five-star rating and um above all else you know thank you for joining me on this grief journey it is it is a journey and um you know I'm glad it's a grief journey and not a cancer journey because cancer is a, isn't a, it's a fucker grief. We can handle grief. We can do grief guys. Alrighty. Much love to you all.